Hey, it's Steve Zotke. And Jeff Orlowski. It's another edition of the Green and Go Then and Now podcast. Thanks for listening. And uh, Jeff, well, look at this. We're uh, halfway through and 7-1. Uh, and one. Yeah, you can't argue with that, Steve. That's for damn sure, especially with a first-year head coach. Yes, please. Yeah, and uh, what uh, quite the game at Kansas City. Not the easiest place. Now, they got a bit of a break facing Matt Moore instead of Patrick Mahomes, but a 31-24 victory, I will take it. Yeah, a win's a win. I think if Mahomes plays, I think Green Bay loses that game. Um, I think that if uh, these two teams met in the Super Bowl and Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback, considering you know everybody healthy on both squads, I think KC is favored no matter what happened in uh, last week. Yeah, and the, you know, Darnell Savage is back, but it wasn't 100% Darnell Savage, was it? No, it wasn't. The defense, you know, it was a lot more bend and don't break than uh, we're used to seeing. But, you know, Tyler Lancaster got that big fumble recovery, and uh, and that was huge. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't the same defense that, uh, you know, we have quickly grown accustomed to uh, watching now with this year's Packers. Yeah, I think uh, Blake Martinez is also banged up a bit, too, so... You know, it's 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 a bit of a concern, but here we are, uh, week eight, and I, I think, I I think, well, obviously, if it starts, if if the defense finishes as strong as it starts, uh, the Packers will be in good shape, especially if this this if the offensive side of the ball keeps ramping up as they seem to be doing. Yeah, the offense looks really tight. Another game without Devontae Adams, another game where he wasn't missed. You know, Aaron Rodgers just continues to spread the ball around to everybody. Alan Lazard keeps making big play after big play. Mercedes Lewis is making catches now. Jimmy Graham, you know, he still pretty much sucks. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it's nice. These guys are stepping up and they're helping them out. Uh, the wide receivers, MVS and, and GMO, both didn't do much uh, in the game on Sunday, but uh, but it was a pretty darn good showing. Yeah, we had uh, uh, he had eight eight uh, receivers. So Aaron Jones, of course, and and is just stepping up. He's become, uh, you know, with Devontae's absence, he has really kind of stepped in and is filling that role. Uh, a role that we would have thought maybe MVS or one of the other receivers would have done, but uh, you got uh, he had seven receptions. Alan Lazard with five, yeah. leading that wide receiver core. Uh, your buddy uh, Jimmy Graham with three, uh, Williams with three, Jamal Williams, uh, Kumara with two, Mercedes Lewis with one, and then this is interesting: Geronimo with one and MVS with one. Yeah, but, you know, obviously a lot of the talk were those uh, couple amazing passes that Rodgers had, you know, Williams in the back of the end zone. Uh, that one to Kumaro was, was phenomenal as well. So the offense is dealing. Uh, Aaron Jones, man, you know, you want to talk about a difference maker and uh, the fact that they're using him out of the backfield to not only run the ball a hell of a lot more often than they were in the past – but also they're using them big time in the passing game now. You know, that's one of the reasons why, uh, you know, it's kind of surprising. Uh, where's all the Mike McCarthy lovers that, uh, you know, called me crazy for the last four years for wanting to get rid of that fat bastard? 
now nobody's saying a word. You know, before, oh, you're crazy. Oh, you're a spoiled Packer fan. Oh, you don't know what you're, you know, you you're, uh, you don't know what you got till it's gone. We're going to miss his fat ass. Well, everybody is pretty damn quiet now, Steve. Yeah, and it's <laughs> I and we're getting a, a bit of a balanced attack too. Uh, we have Rodgers, thirty three uh, thirty three passing plays, and then you have twenty six rushing, and I think that's you know I I don't think you're going to see a fifty fifty mix because in in the modern NFL. You know, some of those passing plays are actually rushing plays. Oh, of course. Know? And so you can't, it, it, you can't really look at it like that. But it, it is a more definitely a more balanced attack. And I, I think uh, Aaron Jones, or I should, uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, is in a he seems to be in a more what's the word I'm looking for? More comfortable spot in his career. I think. Yep. Uh, I think he's enjoying this a bit more. Of course, winning does that, though. Of course, yeah, winning is uh, is the best, uh, you know, medicine. But uh, you know, it does look like he's having more fun, and uh, you know, the offense, you know, they struggled a little bit in the beginning of the season, and now they're coming alive. And uh, it's good to see if this offense, you know, keeps the way that they're going now. And then you bring Devontae back, your number one playmaker on offense. Look out. I just hope that it doesn't regress to, you know, constantly try to force the ball to Devontae. You got to get him the ball. But, you know, instead of 10 to 12 targets a game, you know, six to seven. Well, I I think what you'll see is when Devontae comes back, that'll actually open up a bit more to Geronimo and MVS, you know. Yeah, but whether they can catch the damn ball or you know Geronimo Allison I've got no faith in I think he sucks MVS you know you you can't teach speed and uh and he's got a shit ton of speed and you know hopefully you know it will open up the field and he should be able to shine I'm kind of excited for uh for Sternberger to get back yeah I think he's gonna help um you know, so I think Lazard though is is going to be your guy. I th- I think Lazard has the the tools to be that all around receiver. Mm-hmm. He can he can do he can do the those slants. He can do the button hooks. He can go across the middle. He can go long. He's got the body. He's got the speed. I I think you know he's the more the diamond and the rough and the guy who has that ability to be that number two guy, or at least not your, for sure, the number three guy. And the stats are showing that. I agree. You know, uh, he had the five receptions. That was on five targets. Alan Lazard batted a, a thousand yeah. on Sunday. Uh, and, you know, he continues to impress. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a couple weeks in the future coming up where he struggles a little bit. Sure. Because, you know, he doesn't have the experience. He is an undrafted free agent. All that kind of stuff. It's not like he was first or second or third or even sixth or seventh round pedigree, if you want to get technical about it. So, but the fact that he's stepping up, he obviously has Aaron Rodgers' trust. It, uh, it it's phenomenal. And you know, if you told any single Packer fan seven and or seven and one after eight games, he would have said you're nuts. Yeah, a you're nuts, and then B, oh my God, you're serious. Everybody, you know, all the three hundred pounders, myself included, would have been doing backflips. Yeah. So, you know, this is right where we need to be. First place in the division. Still got the Vikings hot on our tail. 
So, you know, you can't get comfortable. You got to exactly. go out and continue well, to kick ass. Right. That's the thing. Going into this weekend, you're, you're thinking last weekend, you're thinking like Kansas City, which I had as a loss at the beginning of the year. Anyways, Me too. And you're thinking, well, okay. But then you're thinking, geez, I mean, Minnesota's right there. I mean, D- Detroit is kind of settled into where we thought they were going to be. Uh, and then the Bears are just a disaster. Dude, I they got a quarterback problem, don't they? <laughs> well, they've got a quarterback problem, and then you know, with the Packers being on Sunday night, I was sitting there, feet up, watching that Bears game, and you know, the kicker made a kick earlier in the game. Oh yeah, it looks like the Bears have solidified yeah. their kicking position. Yeah. They had a ton of problems with that last season, and uh, he lines up for the you know Pinheiro yeah. lines up for the last second field goal. Wide left. Oh, my God. Well, I almost started crying. I was laughing so hard. Here's the deal. They've turned them into a, 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 a game manager where they don't want to – they don't trust him. This is a guy they traded up for. This is your hot shot guy. You gave up picks to get him. He didn't fall into your lap. You went and got this guy, and you don't even trust him to take a couple shots at the end zone. Well, screw the end zone. You don't trust him to take a couple shots to get 10 yards so your field goal right. kicker can get closer. Yeah. You know. You're th- afraid. Th- you're, 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 you're timid. You're, you're coaching from, like, we don't want to screw this up. The best moment of that Packers-Chiefs game is when they cut to the sidelines and Aaron Rodgers is out there before the fir- final first down uh, when Green Bay iced that game away. And you could read Matt LaFleur's uh, mouth when he sat there and said, go win the game. Yeah. You know, and I think it was third and five, and it was that pass to Aaron Jones for the first down, and then the Packers were able to go into victory formation. Go out there and win the game. And obviously the Chicago Bears do not have that same faith in Mitch slash Mitchell, whatever the fuck MVP your name Mitch, is. Mitch, as Michael Lombardi calls him. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, it don't look like that's happening anytime soon. No, and, you know, you know it, it's got to be so frustrating. Not only, you know, okay, you got MVP Mitch as your, your quarterback, but then it's got to be really hard watching a Texans game, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. You got Deshaun Watson sitting there. Yeah. 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 Which you would not have had to trade up for. Right. Well, could they could have, have had Mahomes as well. They could have had Mahomes. Now, Mahomes was, let's face it, he, that was, I don't want to say it was a reach, but it was, he, it was like a, a okay, Watson was the guy, right? And they yeah. they went and got Trubitsky. And that, it's like, Mahomes was, we knew about Mahomes, but he was a diamond in rough. Yeah, he wasn't as well-known as Deshaun Watson coming out, you know, granted. But, you know, Deshaun Watson Even La- Lamar Jackson. Good. Oh, I know. I know. I mean, and, and I'll admit, when when they got him, I thought, well, end of the first, because eh, I figured he was the roughest of them all. Right. And, and I was like, oh, okay, I can, okay, yeah. I would have even waited a little bit to get him, and and I, I very very impressed what he's been able to do. Not not we knew what he could do on his feet, but with his arms too. And you got to give credit to uh, you know Harbaugh on that for 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 doing what he's been able to do with Jackson. Because and uh, I, you know what, 
I, I got him in a couple of my, my leagues, my fantasy football leagues, as I figured, you know what, I'm going to take a chance with him. And he's been working a hell of a lot better than uh, Goff has. Well, yeah, you know, he's having one hell of a year. Uh, you know, I give a lot of credit um, to both uh, Jackson and Watson. You know, those guys are maturing right before our eyes. They're playing good football. They're putting their teams in positions to win. You know, you feel bad for uh, for Watson because, you know, J.J. Watt, big shocker, out again for the year. Uh, you know, that dude's just made a fucking glass. Uh, no, I, I, you know, and I heard this, somebody mentioned this, uh, maybe they should have managed him a little bit better. He's, he's played him too much, you know, too if, much. He's missed like what parts of uh, no, the I'm last three years because of injury. He I should be that. fresh as hell. Well, you, you can't, you can't play him, you know, 95, 90%, whatever he's playing to the snaps. Well, I understand it. This is the modern, you know. People are bitching about Kawhi Leonard not playing this week for the Clippers in, in the second half of the seat, you know, the second half of the week. And it's like, hey, it's it's that's that's you knew that, you know, they're oh they're cheating fans out. I knew when they when they when when the Clippers brought in Kawhi Leonard, I knew this guy's gonna play probably about seventy games. No, and and you know it's like. And maybe they should have did that. Managed uh, whether you like it or not. I know there's some people that were bitching. I I work with some guys that are saying Devontae should be out there. Turf toe. Sterling Sharp played. No, I don't want Devontae out there. I don't either. I don't I, want him out there this week uh, I, against I, L.A. I really would like to keep us to keep him out until after the bye. You and me both. Yeah. You know, you, this is not turf toe is no joke, and it right. sounds like a a little weak ass injury, but it's no joke, man. And uh, you know, it's not something that you want him to suffer with the rest of the season. So we haven't needed him. We're going up against one who I think is one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the last 15 years in Phillip Rivers. He puts up all his numbers in garbage time, yet for some reason people slurp him like he's, you know, one of the top 10 quarterbacks he, in the league. He has a tendency to make uh... – to create turnovers and inaptitude. As somebody who's been a Chargers fan all his life, he he there he, he will throw that interception at in he throws a, let's put it this way, he throws a lot of fourth quarter interceptions. Yeah, he's definitely no Stan Humphreys, but um, <laughs> you know it. Uh, I I just think Philip Rivers is so freaking overrated. You know this should be a roll out the helmets kind of game. You're going. It's, be a, it's a home game. Yeah, it's a home game. You're playing in L.A. It's going to be 80 85% Packer fans there. Uh, it should be loud and crazy in Green Bay's favor. Everything it's, sets up, with the exception of the long-ass flight down to Southern California. That's which it. Which really is it that bad? I no. made that flight. Well, I we mean, all have. This traveling crap. I mean, these guys travel better than us. They, they're traveling nonstop. They're not stopping in Minneapolis or in Atlanta. Yeah. Switching planes. This is nonstop. This bullshit with all oh, their to, to travel. Oh, please. Yeah. Oh, uh, or LA, you know, the Chargers are traveling out to Philadelphia to play. Oh my God, or to Miami. I'm like, really? 
Yeah, it's nonstop, really? and it's not like these six four, six five guys yeah. don't have any fucking leg room. They're not sitting in coach like you and me on Southwest Airlines, right? Or it's not like Babe Ruth on the freaking train, you know, chasing hookers around and and whatnot, or Hello. or being chased by ro- hookers with knives. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's it's totally or 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 uh, uh, you know, Tobin wrote traveling to L.A. In a DC six, you know, I mean, this is this is so just come on. Yeah, they're it, they're definitely babied. So we got we got the Chargers. It should be a roll out the helmets game. Yeah, it definitely should be. But we all know every NFL team has that f me game. That, right. Oh, geez. So and I wonder, could this? It was kind of like that Eagles game. Where just you know, and every team does this, you know. Every every everybody and every fan base always overreacts. Case in point, I always bring up that Patriots Chiefs game, which it seems like a year or two ago. Which actually I think was like three years ago. Remember Brady, Brady and Belichick are done. Remember that it was a oh, week. Yeah. Was it week two or week three game? They went to Kansas City. And they got blown out like thirty eight to ten or something. Yeah, they got a, their doors blown off. It was every every. I don't every year every team has that game. Right. And so you wonder was that the Eagle game or is there one more out there? You know, this definitely is and when I looked at the schedule, you know, because we all go through the win loss and what we think it's going to be before the season starts. Um you know, I I look twice at this game because this is a Mike McCarthy go out to the West Coast and take a loss game. This is one this of those. This is the game to lose, though. Of course it is, because it's an AFC exactly. opponent, and that's the last one, right? So, but are they going to lose this game? Hell no, they're going to roll. Uh, I think so too. I think they put up plus forty. Is, they, it's they. I still want to call them San Diego. The Chargers have some issues, and it, it, really, some... well, what gave it away? The <laughs> fact that they fired their offensive coordinator this week. You know, yes, they and have then, some issues, and then and then we have Carolina, which could be troublesome. Nah. Unless they bring out Cam, if they bring back Cam for that, you don't you don't know what 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 could happen. That that that's a game that really could be who knows what what team shows up for there. You know, Carolina is one of those interesting teams for me this year because it seems like no matter what they've done the last couple two three years, it doesn't turn out right. And Ron Rivera is destined to get fired out of Carolina. Eventually. And whatever yeah. team picks him up is going to be so freaking happy and get a phenomenal football coach. I think Ron Rivera is great. You know, uh, none of us really foresaw. We all knew all, all the hits that Cam was taking. And the referees have done Cam Newton no favors that in his true. career. They let him get straight up murdered on that field. And don't call flags on Cam that they call on Rodgers and Brady yeah. and stuff like that for roughing. But... Uh, you know, no one, no one could foresee this downturn in in Cam's productivity and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I definitely think that uh, Rivera will be out after this season, and I think uh, whatever crappy team picks him up, because you know, obviously, the only teams that are going to have head coaching vacancies are crappy ones, uh, are going to be very, very fortunate to get Ron Rivera as their next head coach. Should be interesting. These next two games, uh, you know, does Devante play, which I hope he doesn't. And then uh, 
when he comes back, they're going to need him because that first game back is against the 49ers. Yeah. And that'll be a really, really interesting game because that's, that's going to, that basically is going to be a, that could be a, a home, home field advantage game. No, the 49ers are not going undefeated. No, they're not going to go know. undefeated, but I mean, the way they're going, they could easily go 13 and 3, 14 and 2 at this point. They could. And uh, I'm absolutely shocked with the 49ers. Uh, the fact that I have their defense in fantasy, I think they were my top scoring player last week. Oh, really? Uh, I think they put up 25 on their own. So, uh, you know, it's it, they've got a, one hell of a defense. But when you have Aaron Rodgers and once Devontae comes back and, uh, you know, if Alan Lazard continues to uh, progress, uh, Sternberger, get him back in the mix, you know, hopefully MVS takes some steps forward with the field opening with uh, Devontae coming back. That is going to be one hell of a battle. That is probably going to be, you know, the best game of the year, uh, most exciting game of the year for the Packers, I would imagine, mm-hmm. uh, since we missed out on that this week with Ro- or last week with Rodgers and Mahomes, with Mahomes being out. Uh, of course, we play the, the Chargers this week. And this is only the 12th game they played against the Chargers since the first game, going back to the AFL uh, NFL merger in 1970. Packers won that game. I thought that was a Monday night game. I know they played the Jets on Monday night in 1970, and I thought that game was also a Monday night game. That was a 22 to 20 game, in which uh, there wasn't too many wins that year. I think they went in 1970. I want to say they were five, seven, and two. Wow. Two ties at. Uh, and then uh, 1974, they also won. And that was a, 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 a game they won 34 to nothing. And the reason why they won 34 to nothing, because I was, I, and I state this, they had a hell of a defense in 74. Uh, that, I, that 1974 defense was a top five defense of all time, I think. Nice. Okay, it was really, I mean, it was a stout defense. That's also the defense that they had Ted Hendricks on. Okay. Uh, for that one year. Uh, and then they won again 78. 78 I talk about uh, when they started the year off 7-1-1. One, and one. Uh, and I thought they were going to the Super Bowl as a kid. They won that one 24-3. The only loss uh, the Packers have uh, is 1984. And uh, they may remember that was a, a John Jefferson revenge game. Uh, of course, that was the high-flying uh, offense that we had back in 83 and 84 when we had Lofton and Jefferson, Lynn Dickey, Paul Kaufman. Unfortunately, we didn't have a defense, though. So, you match up that 74 defense with the 84 offense. Packers have uh, probably, well, they could at least gone to a championship game, if not the Super Bowl. It would have been tough beating the San Francisco or, or uh, um, well, let's see, 84, that would have been San Francisco or... Uh, or the Bears, or who knows? But that was a good, good, good offense, but no defense. Uh, and then, of course, '93. I don't remember the game in '93. They won twenty to thirteen. The '96 game, I remember. Uh, that was the second or third game of that '96 season. Where we kind of knew they were going to go to the Super Bowl. They won forty-two to ten. That was one of the roll out the helmets games that year. They uh-huh. just right, and I believe I think they had two defensive scores in that in that game. That was just a 
dominating. That was probably one of the most dominating wins I remember of that year, if not of all time. Uh, 99, they won 31-3. to 3. Uh, 03, they won. 07, and then oh, uh, the one in uh, 2011, when they won 15-1. and one. That was that was was a struggle though. They won forty five to thirty eight. I don't know if wow. you remember that. They gave up a lot of points. Yeah, that's barn when, burner. That's when we were thinking we have a defensive problem here. <laughs> so they, and uh, it certainly proved to be so. Uh, yeah, we the Packers have had good good luck against the the Chargers in the past, and we hope to do that one more time this week. Yep, yeah, I think they will, and. Uh, you know, I fully expect by the time we're sitting down talking next week that uh, we will be eight and one and uh, and looking forward to uh, beating Carolina. Yeah, a couple changes, uh, which is not surprising. I was against it, uh, or I was for this. Darius Shepard have not been a fan of uh, what he's See been ya. doing so far this year. He is out along with Evan Bayless, who was brought in a couple weeks ago, basically a special teams player. Uh, and your buddy uh, Jay Sternberger's looks like he's coming back. Um, also, he brought back Tremont Smith. Yeah. And uh, the other one, uh, there's still an open spot, but it'll be either, I guess, Sternberger or uh, Ibrahim uh, that they're bringing back. So what Ibrahim the hell can... is going on with Ryan Grant? You know, I wonder about that, and I don't know if it's a situation where he they just have him there in case they need him in case of emergency break glass or right. something kind of and kind of learning the offense and that but did you see oh i want to bring up in the and this is why people bring in why they don't bring up running backs and why uh the kid from notre dame wasn't brought up did you see that one block during the game sunday night uh that jamal was it jamal williams had or was it aaron smith where they he saved Rogers's ass. Oh yeah, it was a guy in a stunt coming around. I forget who it was, and he, I mean, he, he hit the blocking. He, that was his blocking assignment. He got him. He had some help uh, from uh, I think the center in that, but it was like, and you saw it because if he doesn't pick him up, Rogers gets nailed. Yeah, you know, and and it kind of I saw that. It's like that is why. It is so important you have your your running back knows those blocking assignments. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, and yes, obviously Aaron Rodgers is the franchise, but, you know, I it got old hearing that excuse on why Aaron Jones couldn't find a field all the time because he didn't know how to block when we see what a difference maker he is on offense. And, you know, whether he knows how to block or not, and yes, he is getting better this year. He's having a much better season uh, blocking folks, you know, who cares if you sit there and throw it to him after a second, second and a half, you know, on a little swing pass or or something like that, and he gets you eight or nine yards. The chances of you getting hit in a second and a half or two seconds are aren't great. And no. so, uh, you know, quick hitters and all that kind of stuff. I'm digging the offensive play in, uh, that we've seen the last few weeks. Well, it's good that they beat the Chiefs. It's been a a troublesome Packers have not had the same uh, luck with the Chiefs that they have with the Chargers. They have struggled uh, with the Chiefs over the years, and especially going back to uh, 96, uh, when that, remember in that year they lost two in a row at the end of the year. That was against uh, the 
the uh, Cowboys and the Chiefs. Yeah. That was uh, two of their three losses were back-to-back. Yeah. And then they went on from there to win the Super Bowl. So we'll see what happens this time. They were able to get a win in Kansas City. I don't care who's the quarterback. It's all not the easiest place to, to play. You go ask any fans of the Raiders, Broncos, or Chargers, they will tell you the same. Yeah, Arrowhead is one of those stadiums I've always wanted to go to, Steve. I think it would be a hell of a lot of fun. It's the not history. mentioned, but you know, you got to give them. You got to give Lamar Hunt. You know, Lamar Hunt. Uh, you know, for what he was. I mean, for a guy who sketched out a league on a napkin on a flight. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm a big fan of the AFL and the history of it and everything. And and he was kind of nixed by the NFL to get in a, a franchise. And then I thought it was kind of they did an fu to him. When he was going to start, he wanted uh Then he says, well, I'm going to start it, uh, uh, put a, a franchise in Dallas. And lo and behold, oh, the NFL, we're going to start the Cowboys. Right. And that was in direct competition to that. So, you know, and uh, Arrowhead is one of the oldest, but it was so well designed. It's maintained, you know, we're in, in, in an era where, where you have like the Bradley Center and other football stadiums and that that are outdated in 20 years. Arrowhead has with, withstood the test of time. Yeah, it has. It's one of, you know, the last, you know, it's, it's a gem that uh, continues to st- uh, stand and stand tall. Doesn't need, you know, there's no talk of, of knocking it down and building up a new, uh, Anything new, and uh, it's one hell of a home field advantage, and I would love to check that stadium out. You know, besides the fact that Kansas City has phenomenal food, uh, the history alone, I think, would make uh, a trip to Arrowhead special. They have some of the best barbecue, and uh, my late buddy Dave used to go there uh, when they ran in Kansas, and he found a little place on the on the uh, <clears throat> in the, the uh, urban part of uh let's call it of kansas city and they treated him like a king there he was known as king dave uh but he it was one of the his favorite place to eat in the whole country so you know lots of lots of good places to eat down in kansas city kansas city barbecue Mm-mm. hell yeah sign me up sign all right me up. well thank you for listening to another episode of the green and gold then and now a little bit of the then and now was with the chargers history i hope you enjoyed it we try and give you a little bit of a flavor of uh, packers history every week during the season and uh we will talk to you next week and we'll talk about the hopefully a win against those I still want to come San Diego Chargers. Yeah, I know. Saying L.A. is tough. Um, you know, if you want to talk about a team that uh, even with the new stadium, I still think they don't draw. You know, they'll draw the first couple years. It'll be a destination. You know. You'll, you... I, I tell you what, let's book it. I want to go there when the Packers play again. Well, this will be eight years, though. Well, in eight years, if we're still living. Oh, it should be four years. No, because they'll go to Green Bay. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's eight years. Yeah. Well, yeah, if we're both still uh, alive and kicking, which uh, we shall see. <laughs> but yeah, I would like to. I would like to see that. Yeah, you know, I would destination. Too. It, it will be a destination place, though. You know, the fan bases, your your Cowboys, um, well, somewhat Raiders, I guess, but um, uh, Steelers. You know, the the fan bases that travel, they're gonna love it going there. But can you imagine? The attendance that they'll get for a Chargers-Jacksonville game? 
you know, you might be able to sit there and literally count how many people are in the stands on the TV. You might be able to. You know, uh, as long as you have all five fingers and, and toes on each hand and foot, you'll probably get to about 14. They missed Dan Humphreys, uh, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Green and Gold, then and now podcast.